Greetings and welcome to the SideQuest Heroes podcast. I'm with your host, Clive Cookson, alongside the clank to my ratchet, Ray Hogg. How are you doing today, Ray? It is positively affirming to be here. Mmm, dirty good, yes. <laughs> I think that's what clank sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> my memory serves me right. I'm pretty good, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited because today we got a very good show. We will be discussing some latest gaming news, including the PS5 is out this week in Ireland. Finally! Yes! Reports of PS5 console issues at launch. And also reports of Xbox Series X issues at launch. Get it together, guys. X will no longer give it to you, apparently. (laughs) Then we will dive into the main topic of the show. Our experiences so far with the Xbox Series X, which I got, and the Xbox Series S, which Ray got. Yes, you got to enunciate on that S and X. (laughs) Oh, man, I I hate the naming. I'm just going to say XSX. No, that's even worse (laughs) saying it. (laughs) The S and X. I'm just going to say the Series X, why not? But before we get into all that, if you didn't know, this is the SideQuest Heroes podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that phone, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we're also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes. Follow all of our video game-related shenanigans there, post some comments, and do let us know what kind of topics you'd like to cover in the future, because we're always open to ideas. Now, before we get into the episode, it is time for that segment we like to call What You Been Playing. Come on. What you been playing? What, what, what you been playing? What, what? Cool, so Ray. Well, I know what you've been playing, but why don't you tell the great people what well, have you been playing? Because I've recently acquired the Xbox Series S, as that is the uh, discless version of the console, I've been catching up with some Xbox games, funnily enough. It's the first time I've ever used Game Pass. Um, back when I used to play 360, I used to have, obviously, the Xbox Gold account, is that what it's called? Or Live account, whatever. But I never had Game Pass. So I... Took a choice to just dive in and do the Ultimate Game Pass, see how that is for a couple of months. So that's the one where you initially sign up, you get, I think, your first month for a euro, and then every month after that is twelve ninety nine. Pretty decent deal. And in doing so, I downloaded a couple of games that were on my radar for a long time. I didn't have the funds to pick them up, and now I'm glad that I'm kind of have a little bit of a lull time to try them out. And that is, I'll well, actually, the first of all those that I've been playing, because we played a couple together, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I've yeah. been playing Gears Tactics. Very um, good, because you're a big XCOM fan, as a lot of people should know, if they listen to this podcast. I quite like my turn-based strategy games. I never thought I was big into turn-based strategy until I started listing off some of my favorite games. I'm like, wow, these are all like turn-based strategy games. <laughs> yeah, so for those who don't know, X, uh, Gears Tactics is another game in kind of a genre, which I want to call a genre itself, which is the XCOM-esque or do you know where XCOM, where people say like roguelike or or fucking uh, what's the other like Metroidvania, uh, Metroidvania yeah. yeah. So where people say like oh they're that type of likes or souls like I'm coming up with a new category XCOM like or X X like whatever. This is this is a very specific type of games that is surfacing more and more over the last years. Like we've seen it with uh, the Mario v Rabbits. Yeah. So you were telling me like oh man if you like XCOM get that game. And I do like XCOM and I need to play that game. But mm-hmm. time me over till I get Mario versus Rabbits. Gears Tactics is a very good kind of palate cleanser in between the two of those. It's a lot more story based than I thought it would be. Uh, oh. I thought it would be a bit more loose, like, oh, there's an over... Like, I guess maybe I was looking for the XCOM in it. Like, oh, you have a base, you manage the base, you send troops out. But it actually plays more like a Gears of War story. So like you start off with a chapter where you have to rescue a guy, then he becomes part of your team. Then you have to go out and rescue another guy, then he becomes part of your team. And then there's general rescue missions where you acquire kind of, uh, let's call them grunts. They're they're disposable soldiers. But they're, And then you have like every so often you collect a hero and heroes are characters that when they're in your party, they can't die. But like they're really, really powerful. The only criticism I have of it is it suffers a little bit from the gears color palette, which is everything's gray, brown <laughs> and dark. So at times it can be a little bit hard to see like the uh, locust when they're kind of crouched down or against the background. I mean, minor complaint. I mean, they've got a red cursor over them anyways. But yeah, now I'm about four or five chapters into Act One and I'm interested to see how further it goes. Do you like the story being implemented into it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's kind of weird. I mean, like obviously for those who've played XCOM, there's a loose story behind XCOM as well, but it's kind of like, 
Welcome, Commander. This is the bit of everything that's happened up to now. Now, kind of do what you want. And whereas, like XCOM, it's like, no, this is a cutscene. This is the mission. It's an exact mission. This is the cutscene. This is the exact mission that you have to do. Maybe it opens up later in in kind of the mid end game. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's good. It's good to kind of get a little bit more lore into the role into the world. I mean, the last Gears game I played was probably Gears Two. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a long long time out of the Gears sphere. Hmm, fair enough. I'll touch on a couple of the games anyway that I played. Yeah, uh, single player games anyway. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. My God, what a game. Yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. Now, the opening scenes, very, very good. It's a very pretty game. Mm. The sunlight effects and everything else, absolutely beautiful. It's very sharp. There's a few screen tearing issues where which are a bit annoying. Mm. There are some kind of stutters every now and again, but really? overall, very good game. But playing the first few hours, I think I'm about eight hours in or so. Mm. I would say I prefer Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Really? Yeah. I think I just preferred the the protagonist more in that. Now, yeah. uh, Ivor, absolutely brilliant character. I'll be interested to see what kind of uh, character development and so on happens. But I don't know. I just thought Assassin's Creed Odyssey was just absolutely brilliant right yeah. from the get-go. Did you play as Cassandra I, in Odyssey? Yes, yeah. I did indeed. I think most people yeah. did. She's a much better character. Oh, she's <laughs> badass, which is brilliant. Yeah. Just something uh, really, really uh, confident about like her character in that story that just makes a bit more like, I really enjoyed playing as Cassandra. Like, I didn't even bother trying was it Alexios was the other guy? I don't know. I know. never even bothered Alexios. playing with him either. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was an artist. Did you go uh, male or female Ivor? In yeah, story? I went with the female Ivor. So okay. maybe it's because I'm trying to compare it to Cassandra. Mm. But um, no, she's badass. She's an awesome character. Yeah. I think the voice acting for a lot of them is very good. It's just, I don't know, something about Assassin's Creed Odyssey just got me from the get-go. But mm. Who knows, maybe a few more hours into it, I might feel differently. So far, so good anyway. Yeah, I think I think when I get around to playing uh, Assassin's Creed, hopefully by the end of this week, uh, oddly enough, I think my default pull is going to be towards the male character, purely because I have a feeling you'll be able to customize him close enough to be Thor. That would be and cool. And I'm just like, <laughs> the, the, the same kind of kick I got from uh, Cassandra in Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was my Wonder Woman fix. I think I can get my mm. Thor fix from the male character in Valhalla. Usually I would play the male character, but I don't know. When I played Cassandra in the last one, I just thought that was brilliant. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll try out, you know, female Ivor. But you can actually change from male to female during the story, which is kind of cool. Oh, so it's not you dependent can... on their... Because I know in Odyssey, it's very... The story... Well, I wouldn't say completely changed, but it does progress a little different depending on which uh, version of the the Spartan you pick. Now, I haven't switched, you know, quite a lot. I've only mm. briefly switched to the male Ivor just to see what it was like and then switch back to the female. But apparently you can change it any time when you go to the Animus and just change the character from okay. male to female. It's very interesting anyway. Yeah. I know with the choice to begin with, you can either choose the male, choose the female or... Mm let the animus choose for you so at least it gives you choice anyway yeah yeah that's pretty cool they chose the same first name for the character Uh, i wonder is is ivor a fairly neutral name like if someone was called pat or ray (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know it can it's an abbreviated version of a person's name that can be male or female true um so I, I'm not familiar with, with Viking names. I'm not even going to pretend that I know if Ivor is interchangeable between male or female. Oh, God knows. Um, the other game, anyway, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Is uh, it about time? It is about time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually very good. I think it was made by Toys for Bob, who did the Spyro Remaster trilogy. It's a very good game. Like, mm. it's very reminiscent of the old games. It is very hard in some cases. The powers for the different masks are cool. You can do this mad spin with like huge double jumps. You can get this kind of blue mask, which allows you to like, say, for instance, if you click a button, certain boxes might appear and then click it again. Other boxes might appear. Oh, it's It's like like the um, dimensional type of thing. It's like, yeah, the the, the special box in Crash 1 where like Mm. you can see the outline of boxes that aren't there but if you jump on this thing they're there for a limited time yeah you can play as obviously the the female character in crash oh i forgot the name of it but you can also choose these other characters as well do these kind of side missions which is very cool so it's it's not just crash yeah you can play as dr 
Cortex, can't you, in some You can parts. indeed, yeah. And there's some characters that have kind of cool grappling hooks that you can kind of use to your advantage in the game as well. So yeah, so far so good in that as well. But oh god, it's so hard in some levels. Yeah, it's good to see um like a, a mascot for PlayStation OG uh, console getting a bit of love in the next gen and still kind of keep mm. going. Like it just shows how a game like Crash is timeless like the the gameplay style is timeless it might just need like a spit shine every couple of generations but like like i played through crash one there several months ago and i really enjoyed it frustratingly mm. so yeah <laughs> there was parts where i was just like that's impossible no one can make that jump <laughs> and then you know after about 50 times of dying you know i would get it maybe maybe um demon souls isn't for me uh the other games were just games that we obviously flapped about with on uh, game pass yeah yeah so, so this is my um first first time in about god when was the last time i played it um, xbox game online with someone close to 10 years of uh wow. co-op online xbox gaming um and thanks for joining me clive that was really fun oh, very welcome <laughs> do you want to give a uh, shout out to the game highlights that you liked streets of rage 4 very yeah. good it plays very well <clears throat> online because uh, the annoying thing is we tried battletoads online and like there was no online option which was absolutely mad it's, oh, it's couch co-op only like stupid that studio needs to resolve that asap I mean, it, it seems like the kind of game that would just lend perfectly to, you know, online co-op. But yeah. what can you do? But Street to Rage was fun. We mm. obviously kicked ass. We actually ran through the uh, 12 levels pretty quickly as well, didn't we? Yeah, and I actually ran through them the night before as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get familiar with it because I would never, I hadn't played Streets 4 before. Um, yeah, it's really, really fun to actually... Is, is it limited to two players online or can you do three? I think you can do three. Like, we must try it, actually. Like, maybe get Brian or something like that online or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we tried Minecraft Dungeons, which yeah, was a bit was disappointing. Lu- it was a bit lukewarm. Um, yeah. I don't really see the appeal. Uh, maybe it's a better solo experience or something. I don't know. Maybe kids might be a bit more inclined to maybe like a game like that. I just found it very boring, very yeah. repetitive. It just and, and like baby's first dungeon crawler or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's nothing that really grabbed me to say, oh, here's the reward. This will keep you coming back and so on. Yeah, yeah. Like it, there just was no really nice, uh, what do you call that? Game loop, is it? Um, when like, the, the reward and the, the eagerness to progress loops uh, back. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it's game loop or whatever. Um, we also played um, a game called Grounded. Which was fun when we yeah. played it, actually. Yeah, I, I'd done a couple of hours on this before you joined me, but then you hopped into my world and you helped me build a little grass hut. Well, hey, <laughs> we got attacked by spiders. Yep, spiders. Uh, cl- died several times. <laughs> <laughs> they came after you. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, w- I was just breaking an acorn, and then all of a sudden, something attacked me from behind. I was like, what the hell's going on? And it was not. And then acorns, more came. Stop stealing the ants' acorns. Sake, I needed them to make me tools, me acorn shovel, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, Clive, we played an interesting game, a game that left a taste in our mouth. <laughs> a game that was not out of this world. No. Matter of fact, I had to dig <laughs> holes just to bury myself head in the sand enough to get the thought of this game out of my head. This is a game called Astroneer. I've seen it being recommended by one or two gaming sites to say oh this is a really nice online co-op game it's not <laughs> it really wasn't it, it was it was clunky yeah very it clunky slow camera angles were rubbish um like the remember the ability when you pick up an object your camera is like weirdly locked like that yeah. was rubbish there was one you kept point in true the world <laughs> yeah I, I i respawned at one point after dying when i exited my spaceship i literally could just see through the ground and i could see all the objects that were buried underneath so it was just like well all i'll have to do is just dig over there i'd say give it a miss it wasn't it wasn't really anything to write home about yeah. and despite the power of the xbox series x it was just it just ran badly as well like it mm. was very kind of stuttery very clunky and i know for a fact it's not the cpu or you know the gpu that's in the xbox series x it's the optimization of the game it just mm. did not run well at no all. no like i mean look this might just be a game that maybe some people can find a nice little gameplay loop in it and get their fun from it and if they enjoy it you know more power to them just wasn't for me yeah well moving on ray have i got news for you
So, first up, the PS5 is out this week in Ireland. Woohoo! Yeah, but if some rumors are to believe, some people have been receiving it early, even as yes. early as today. Why don't you touch on that, Ray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Niall, uh, sent me a screenshot from a Reddit that he was on, and apparently some people in Galway had received a DPD update, which is a, a delivery service here in Ireland, uh, saying, your parcel is out for delivery today. And which they were like, okay. And another person was posting, yep, mine came today as well. I'm currently setting it up. I was just like, what? Mad. <laughs> like, if they're in stock, Smiths, just sell them. Just give me my bloody PS5 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's very smart of them to be using DPD because if you check the GameStop page uh, on Facebook, mm. people are begging them, say, please, God, use dpd to deliver the ps5s because it's weird they use dpd apparently for the xbox series s consoles when they're delivered to customers okay and then they used on post for the xbox series x which just seemed a bit odd um were they coming from two separate factories or something i have no idea but for some reason they were using two separate ones for different consoles apparently on post are just going through some mad unprecedented levels of number of posts coming in oh i'd imagine so yeah i think brian mentioned something like two five times what would be the peak kind of christmas kind of traffic Jesus. so th- there's huge delays in on post deliveries like a lot of the amazon stuff that will say oh it'll be delivered on wednesday and it's like yeah. mm, it's the weekend it's not here mm, probably next week no saying that actually i um recently ordered um cable extenders for the uh controllers for my mini any snes nice um they were supposed to be here like nearly a week ago but they only came there yesterday so I, mm-hmm. I well believe that there's delays in the post, which can only be imagined and ex- exasperated by COVID and everybody doing their shopping online this year. Yeah, but obviously PS5 launches in Ireland on the 19th of November. As we record today, it is the 16th of November. And currently we're in a level five lockdown. So getting the consoles might be a bit difficult, but we'll see what happens anyway, Ray. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, <laughs> I funnily enough, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I do actually have an eye exam, which is booked in the town where my local Smiths is to pick up. So you can pick up mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drop it out to you, though. I can bring it Damn home it. to my house. <laughs> You'll have two, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set one up upstairs or downstairs. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll see how it is. I mean, like, I did pick up my um, Series S during the lockdown. Uh, again, I actually had a reason to call to the local hardware store um having some kind of like st- weird mold issues in our kitchen that i needed to resolve um so i was off work called up to the hardware store and the hardware store is next door to the smith so i was just like hey look might as well pop in got it Happy. it was actually fine there was no one around uh there was no queue outside so it felt very safe and like if i reckon if there was a big enough queue i probably would just would have stayed into the in the car till it died down so yeah pretty no. much if you can go out there and collect your console or if you're eager to do do it but all at the same time observe distancing and don't put yourself into unsafe situations and wear a mask please and please wear a mask and wearing a mask down below your nose is not wearing a mask wear it on your nose over your nose stop don't wear chin diapers people come on (laughs) (laughs) but like again i'm really disappointed in smiths for you know not allowing customers to switch from click and collect to home delivery because gamestop did it fair enough a lot of people might have complained about gamestop you know not delivering consoles on time and so on but at least they gave the option to customers yeah you know i'm just hoping our launch consoles don't have any issues when we get them yeah because obviously we'll get into those in the next news items speaking of which reports of ps5 console issues at launch so i haven't so i have an article written by sammy barker push square the article is called ps5 coil wine becomes a concern for some early adopters. Now, there's reports on Reddit and Reset Era, like people complaining about coil wine, which yep. is like a buzzing, you know, kind of whirring sound yeah, to the fan like, when powering up. Like that kind of. Review Tech USA, I saw a video of his, and his editor appeared to have the issue with coil wine as well, yeah. but it sounded more like a old CRT TV. It was like a kind of noise. It yeah, just, and I funny enough um i was watching his video early on and i i, I like review tech usa I, I think he's a really good reviewer he can be a little bit yeah you know, when he does review <laughs> yeah he, 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 i think he's a bit marmite you know either you like him or you hate him although i did find his take oh. on it was a little bit glib and not really as understanding as i would like and he was kind of saying mm. you know early adopters are going to get this if it whines and it's not really annoying you should just put up with it and just accept that's 
consoles do have this and i think for the money people are sinking on these things and the the fact that sony were out there you know telling people committed how quiet these consoles are i think people are right being a little bit annoyed and chuffed or not chuffed and miffed about like um this coil wine i would be like if i plugged in my console and was going i'd be mm, very angry I mean, because I mean, Spawn Wave, didn't he say something like maybe, you know, PS, a PlayStation might change the PSU units, the power supplies and that, which might, you know, help with the issue. But I mean, if it sounds electrical, it wouldn't be great for me anyway. I, I don't think I'd like something like that. And like yeah. you said, if you're paying that much on a console, it happens yeah. on PCs, like, you know, oh, you, you just want it to work at launch. I do understand there are issues at launch with any launch, but mm. again, you can't really just get Sony to repair it straight away and then, you know, send it back to you because you'll be without a console. You can't go back hoping. to the shop because there's no stock to exchange yeah. it. No, yeah, exactly. You know? I had uh, The other thing about that as well, I think I was watching that editor's video, not to go out and go off on a tangent, but I know he was getting annoyed that the shop didn't offer him an alternative console. And what do you expect? I was, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking, dude, these things are in the high demand. They, they, they can't just have like extra consoles just sitting behind the counter. Just like, I'm sorry, your console's a bit banjacked. Here's a spare one. It's like, they don't factor that in. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I don't know why he'd think, oh yeah, well, let's just hold some extra stock just in case there's some kind of issues. But <laughs> I'd be like, if that was me, I'd be like, fairly understand. Like I'd be pissed off. Don't get me wrong. I'd be massively pissed off. But if they gave me the exact store credit for it that I can use on a console when it comes up fine and plus they also said contact playstation you're m- mm. more likely to get a quicker turnaround response from them because they actually have the units or if i log the issue and they say look the next time we get them in you can just exchange it straight away yeah Fair enough. brilliant you know also have another article written by nathan birch at wccf tech ps5 bricked consoles and other issues reported rest mode and hdd's seemingly main culprits I so about this, yeah. yes uh you brought this to my attention anyway they write that players are reporting a variety of glitches mm. and issues in some cases these issues have required factory resets of the ps5 hardware or outright bricked the systems mm. now there also appears to be issues with the external hard disk drives with many encountering a real rebuild database bug which does not sound very great no. at all and there also seems to be another big issue by entering rest mode while still in a game particularly with spider-man remastered for whatever reason yep i've heard about and, that one actually i was watching yeah. um happy console gamer earlier today saying that he actually has a copy of miles morales that which he is not playing because he's heard about this uh particular issue and i guess he's just hanging on the defense waiting until everyone just says green light we've released the patch no problem um, yeah because i know yeah. it has happened with miles morales but this one specifically states spider-man remastered as well i mean it's pretty bad form considering you know they made a big deal about you know putting ps4 games on an external drive and playing them from there so you can save mm. the space on your internal console yeah. which you'll need for the, the newer games and considering that you know spider-man would be one of the big titles at launch you'd think oh, there'd be a bit more kind of bug testing going on there you know yeah, and I mean, like, I know these issues are fairly prominent and they're getting a lot of traction and attention on the, the normal sites, but, like, maybe it's not as common as we think. Maybe just a few instances that are being highlighted are really being highlighted. You know, mm. you have a lot of fanboys from the alternative alternate consoles. You know, like, you saw Sony fanboys or haters, like, blowing vape smoke into the <laughs> uh, bloody Xbox to try and show that it was glitching. So, the same way, what? like... They're, the, they're not the Snoop Dogg consoles now? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> not the do double e xbox but like yeah so maybe like there's a lot of fanboys like for xbox going haha sony look at all these glitches and they're making it get a lot more traction than it probably would be so i don't know look yeah i do know the rebuild database specifically happened to one youtubers as well i think one of the bigger youtubers but uh mm. let's just hope anyway it gets sorted out hopefully there's a day one patch because if it is a software issue then that would be kind of yeah. oh, you know I, i'm not going to be playing anything or putting sorry i'm not going to be playing anything while it's de- uh, installing and i won't be putting my console into rest mode now after seeing that <laughs> well, i'm actually all right because i never put my console into rest mode 
I love putting it into rest mode. It's so handy, especially when you're, you know, charging controllers and that. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weird stickler. I always have to close down my console. And my old housemate, Eddie, used to give out to me all the time about this, like that I wouldn't just like press the button to eject, like even the disc tray, because I didn't want to wear out the eject button. <laughs> I would always have to do it through the software, like eject the disc that way. Oh my God. <laughs> Brilliant. That's, oh, that's actually, loser. funnily enough, uh, Brian sent me a video there the other day where someone was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales and he collided with a wall and then all of a sudden Spider-Man just turned into a brick and it was just a little brick floating throughout the world it was so weird but then when the brick tried to get into a fight the game would just crash and then reload and everything else it was spider brick for like a few minutes which was hilarious I did see one of um, a lamp swinging around oh yeah but I I thought that was no apparently it's a glitch in the game which is hilarious (laughs) Oh, wow, some sort of like contact glitch. <laughs> I know. So speaking of issues at launch, there have been also reports of Xbox Series X console issues at launch. Now, firstly, I have an article written by Tyler Fisher at comicbook.com. The Xbox Series X users complain after consoles won't start. Gamers so they're complaining? Right. Yes, really? That's very odd. Uh, like gamers? <laughs> so they write, over on popular video game forum Reset Air, one user revealed that their Xbox Series X has died, or more specifically, it refuses to turn on. They also write, one possible explanation is that the CPU is failing in, this, in these machines, as PCs will do this, you know, when their CPU fails as well. So I have seen a few videos where they're trying to turn on the console, the light comes on, the sound happens, uh... But yeah, nothing on the TV. There's just no picture output, which is very, very strange. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that does not sound good. Um, I mean, thankfully, didn't have that issue myself with you know the console not turning on. But, you know, it's, it's not the best thing when you go home and then all of a sudden try to turn on the console and nothing. Although I'm seeing some crazy videos of deliveries of the Xbox Series X consoles where yeah, people have, you know, even sent me, because uh, I'll talk about it later, but I mm. made a tweet anyway about the Xbox Series X console I had and some were replying back to me, oh, maybe it's because they were delivered by, you know, the same crate that delivered mine. <laughs> you know, the delivery driver went up to the door, just chucked the bloody box right into the <laughs> into the doorway and then just buggered off. He just did not care whatsoever. That's ridiculous. That's like, um, I was watching another video. I can't even remember who it was off the top of my head, but they're like, my PlayStation is right here. The delivery driver just left it outside my door. Like literally rang the doorbell. By the time he went out, the delivery driver was gone. The box was just outside. Anybody could have stolen this thing. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a huge thing in America where, you know, they they do the drive-bys and just nick stuff that's on the porch and that. Mental. Also, another article written by Tyler Fisher again at comicbook.com. Now, I specifically chose this one because it actually features one of my videos on there. Yay! Uh, the Xbox, I know. The Xbox Series X videos reveal major disk drive issue. Now, I've seen this with, you know, two consoles. You know, I actually saw it launch. It uses the same Blu-ray disk drive as the Xbox One X, and I've never had an issue with that console, so it's very surprising. Like, I will expand on it more during our topic of the show. But yes, I did have disk drive issues with the Xbox Series X. You know, there's some weird kind of noises coming from it. But also, some people can't even put a disk into it. Like, it's not accepting disks, which is just very strange. So it's almost like a dead Blu-ray disk drive, which isn't great. And just reports of it being very, very noisy, too. I'll touch on that later. But first impressions, Ray, what do you think? Um, Just of all the issues... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the kind of tagline I've kind of been hearing and I kind of agree with is like, look, early adopters are always going to be, I guess, in a way, the guinea pigs of this new technology. I mean, I've never been an early adopter of any console. This is actually the first generation I've ever going to be a day one owner of an Xbox oh. or a PlayStation. So for me, it's kind of like, all right, I'm getting a little bit nervous. I kind of, I looked at what my version of the Xbox Series S. I have not had a single issue whatsoever with it. Um, incredibly easy to set up um again again we can talk about that later in the show i guess it's just look this is probably going to happen it's not Mm. great and all we can really hope is that the ones that are getting traction and really put out there are probably the very 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 few instances where this is happening but because it's a new generation there's a big spotlight on it everyone's kind of hoping the other one fails but also hoping the other one succeeds from a professional point of view. Mm. Um, But hopefully it's something that, you know, PlayStation and Microsoft can catch on to very Mm. early and 
double check everything that's happening at the you know manufacturing level to make sure it doesn't happen again yeah i mean so like even, even the turnaround on your one was uh incredibly quick um we can obviously touch on that in a bit as well i mean th- it seems like they're a hell of a lot quicker to respond on this than they had been in previous generations definitely yeah um i mean it's not like they're nintendo you know i got joy con <laughs> not my problem <laughs> no such thing there's no joy con <laughs> if we just deny it then we can just say that they're lying <laughs> Well, if they admit to it, then they're screwed, you know, because I think they're subject of, you know, uh, court um, action. Oh, and class and, action lawsuits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that should be funny. But mm. tell you what, Ray, let's get on to the topic of the show. Topic of the show. So for topic of the show, guys, we will be discussing our experiences so far with the Xbox Series X and the xbox series s now ray i don't know do you want to start off with yourself because you got yourself an xbox series s on launch day yeah i mean i'll, I'll tell you the, the unboxing beautiful very quick i had a panic attack when i opened the s box because the box itself is incredibly small and when i opened it i didn't see the controller and nearly had a panic attack <laughs> i was like oh my god where's the controller oh my god but um funny enough the <laughs> controller in in kind of like Depth level, the controller is actually quite thin, which was a bit unusual, a bit scary for me with an Xbox controller, but it was down the side somewhere, so I found it eventually. Um, <laughs> beautiful looking console. I actually really, really find, obviously, it's very reminiscent of the Xbox uh, One. One? And the One S, sorry. The One S, that one, the big one, uh, like the, the top of the range one. Um, beautiful looking machine. Then to set up, incredibly easy to set up. Uh, I did that new thing where you have to set up with the mobile phone. So I download mm-hmm. the app, it generates a code, and you type that code in on the app. Found that really easy. Had to remember mm-hmm. my username and password. To oh, log yeah. in. <laughs> that was uh, another moment of panic. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to start with a brand new gamer tag. <laughs> I am Hogs Boson. I will always be Hogs Boson. <laughs> um, then into the UI, I'm not sure if I like the Microsoft UI. Um, I, I see. I've been a, a Sony user for the past few years, and I find the Sony one very simple. Like it just has the tiles around the top. You know where everything is. Like your home, uh, your your news feed, the first few games or apps you're using, and then other are kind of over there. Whereas like the Xbox one is kind of like yeah, but like there's a giant button here which is Game Pass, but then your apps are kind of down here, and then there's mm. another tile over here. Uh, oh, you didn't click mean to click on that tile, but it's actually this other tile. And where's your other stuff? Oh, well, you have to go up to the top and around. And <laughs> and I don't like not seeing how many of my friends are live on at any one time. Whereas like the X- or it's, uh, PlayStation one is like you can see a little friend icon and the number that's up there. It's okay. I mean, I still prefer the the, the Sony UI personally myself. Uh, but then again, I did miss having an Xbox avatar. I love the little Xbox avatars. Uh, will the new PS5 UI actually show you how many people are lo- online, or do you have to go to that little kind of quick menu bar at the bottom? You'll probably still have to go to like the quick menu. Um, mm. I mean, it's a very minim- minimal thing to have a grievance about, but I, mm. I don't know. Something that I like about it, like when I see there's a lot of people on, I'm a bit more like, oh, some of my mates might actually be on. But when I don't see it, I'm less likely to check who's online. I get you. Um, uh, it was actually handy um, when I was playing the other day because I was just playing a game and then all of a sudden I had a pop-up menu on the Xbox saying, oh, Ray's online. I was like, oh, awesome. Maybe I'll oh, give did you get a pop-up from an icon? on? Indeed, yeah. Oh, right. So it looks like an achievement kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, cool. But yeah, <laughs> well, you went over first impressions. I'll go over first impressions of the Series X. Hmm. The unboxing experience was brilliant. Like the box was big. But the console was a lot smaller than I thought it was. Hmm. So I opened up the box and my God, the, the foam padding and everything else in it is like A plus because it's like kind of soft but firm foam padding on the inside to protect it, oh, which nice. is absolutely brilliant. It was covered up in, uh, it's almost like an anti-static kind of black bag around it, black covering. Oh, really? Which is kind of cool. And it had like a little thing around it um, wrapped. So it said, power your dreams as soon as you opened it. Yeah, it was like a little paper sleeve thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that was on the the S as well. It was lovely. But it was a very premium unboxing kind of feel. And Mm. you have that little compartment at the very back as well, where the controller and everything else was. So I actually watched unboxings before I actually got mine. So at least I knew where to look for my controller. Yeah, I I haven't seen a single unboxing of the X or S. 
yeah, absolutely brilliant unboxing experience. But then you talked about the UI. I'll talk about software user interface at the moment. The UI for me is very familiar. It's very familiar if you've owned an Xbox One. It's a simple dashboard layout. You can add, you know, groups and pins and everything else, which is very handy. I'd be more used to it than yourself. So to me, it just seems normal, I guess you could say. For me, I love the fact when you check into the game libraries and everything else, you can tell exactly what games are Series X or X. A series s or x optimized yeah i do uh, like that yeah you can see what games you own what games are in ea play what games are in game pass like it's mm. much much simpler to tell you know what games you've actually purchased as opposed to you know playstation's interface where ps plus games i'm still annoyed at this but ps plus games show up in your purchase section of your library yeah so you're not entirely sure what games you've bought and what you haven't or what's on ps plus and mm. the only workaround that i can do for that is to hide you know the ps plus games in my purchase section which is just more work than it should be if mm. i'm being honest with you yeah all, all my game saves automatically synced as soon as i loaded the games which is absolutely brilliant cool. a lot more convenient than you know the playstation solution where you know you upload to the cloud download and then mm. so on this one just automatically downloads from the cloud there's your latest save because you're logged into your own account very handy the load times very good in most cases I'd say it would average around eight to 10 seconds to load up a game for me, which... Yeah, I find the mine even quicker uh, sometimes. Mm. Um, I'm not, that's the one thing that's kind of blown me away is the... I'm so not used to like a quick resume feature. I think I was actually telling you the other night that um, I'm, when, when I'm loading up a game, it's it's almost muscle memory to pick up my phone because I know it's going to take ages to load. So I pick up my phone to try and <laughs> check something on Instagram or watch a quick YouTube clip, but I'm already in the game. I'm like, oh, Jesus, you got to put that down. To honest, my default would be, oh, it'll take about two minutes to load the game. I'm just going to go make a cup of tea. Now I'm like, oh, crap, I can't make a cup of tea now. <laughs> You're getting dehydrated on the couch. God, I'm parched. Um, Chris, make me a cup of tea. <laughs> but no, load time's absolutely brilliant. And yeah. all my Xbox One games work great on the console. So mm. the fact you have that whole backwards compatibility thing have you tried any 360 games in the console yet i have yes i've played uh mass effect i'm going to play i want to try xcom enemy unknown which i have on games with gold so that's in my permanent library so Mm. i want to try that out see what that's like have you never Uh, played enemy unknown oh i've played it but i've never finished it so i really want to go kind of go back and finish it especially after watching you play you know xcom 2 yeah um, yeah. it should be good but yeah, overall, backwards compatibility works absolutely brilliant. I think, honestly, some of the games looked nicer than what I remember them on the Xbox mm. One. So they must have added some kind of features or upscaled to 4K resolution or something like that for some of the backwards compatible titles, which is great. Have um, This might be an issue just on my TV, but I have noticed, I think I noticed actually with, oh, what game was I playing? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I did notice some artifacts when it was loading from black onto the TV. Now, I don't know whether this was the the console not outputting the high resolution that it should have been doing or whether it was just the fact that my TV maybe isn't as high quality as anybody else's. I mean, it's a 50-inch LG TV that's, you know, 4K capable, um, like HDR ready and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether it's just a case of maybe it was just the way the game loaded like it was mm. one of the downloaded games, obviously, because I can't put discs in. So, is your TV in game mode by any chance, or? Yeah, it is, but I, shouldn't it be? Uh, some sometimes they can be finicky. If they're not auto game mode, you might have to change it in the source settings. But if you send me a video, I'll gladly yeah, take yeah, a look I'll anyway. it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to remember which game it was and just see if I can get it to do it again. Um, it's just I was a bit surprised when it loaded. I thought the the fact that it's a high definition machine in a high definition TV that the, it wouldn't have any of these kind of artifacts. Mm. Um, but look, maybe it was just a weird random one off thing. Mm. Cool. Um, I'll just talk quickly about the hardware. Um, I will talk about my issues towards yeah. the end of the episode, but it's super quiet when playing games. Like honestly, I think it's possibly the quietest console I've ever owned. Oh, I don't even think it's on sometimes when I'm playing. I'm just like, is that even on? Sometimes I have to go over to the console, put my ear to it, and it's like, oh, jeez, okay, the fan is on, but I'm like, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, No signs of overheating. Yes, I can feel, you know, a bit of warmth going up through the top of the console, but obviously it's exhausting all the hot air, which is doing its job, which is absolutely brilliant. If it ends up heating my room, even better, it'll save me on uh, some utility bills. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The controller which you touched on, very comfortable. I love the texture 
grips. I love yeah. the textured triggers as well. I just think it'll be better for longer gaming sessions, you know, for people who, you know, have sweaty hands or, you know, have playing long sessions because... I mean, I don't have overly sweaty hands or anything like that, but, you know, if you're on a long session of, like, Overwatch or something like that, mm. you're constantly kind of, oh, God, got to wipe Yeah, me. the only problem is that the white controller I have is going to seriously get grubby. Oh, my, the white one is my one, my main one, so, yeah. No, <laughs> I just clean it down after every use. It's like alcohol wipes. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the look of the console. It's very re- reminiscent of, like, a small PC gaming tower, but I just love the minimalistic look to it. It, it's mm. black it's just like a tall kind of unit so it'll actually fit in with a lot of your things in the living room so you know a lot of people say oh it looks a bit like a subwoofer or it just looks like a giant alexa or something like that mm. you know it does fit in with the modern home i guess you could say yeah, yeah. it is a bit of a fingerprint magnet which is slightly annoying really um, sometimes i find it very hard to clean like for instance i just lifted up the console slightly to you know <laughs> i'll talk about it later on in the issues okay. but lifted it up <laughs> slightly and then I popped it down and then I was like, Jesus Christ, there's fingerprints everywhere. And like, it's not like I have overly oily hands or anything like that, yeah. but it's it probably just showed the surface, is it? Oh, like it's a matte, it's a matte surface. It's like a matte console, but fingerprints just love to stick to it. And I was trying to wipe it down and it just was not working properly. So I used uh, lens wipes and then used <laughs> a microfiber cloth and that got rid of uh, the You need to get a but- pair of those like cotton gloves that you have to wear for like handling old books. Or like the relaxing end where it's just the white gloves and you just <laughs> touch the console nice and quietly. <laughs> Have you ever watched those videos? Relaxing end unboxing videos? No. Is this like a weird oh, thing? Like no. uh, how to basic? No, no it, it's just, oh, they're brilliant. So he unboxes pretty much everything. So he'll yeah. unbox an Xbox console. But it's just a man with like white gloves and... He just says nothing. He just unboxes it quietly. And then you'll hear all the cuts. You'll hear him, you know, opening well, the box. It's like AADSR or something like that. Something like that. But it's, <laughs> he's got a huge amount of followers and he's like the amount of shite he has sent. You should just check out a couple of his videos. It's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. But, but yeah, it's just an absolute fingerprint magnet, which I yeah. hate. And like the fan, like I said, does a great job of exhausting the heat. It's a very mm. quiet console. Overall, I'm very happy with the hardware, bar the issues. But yeah, what about yourself, hardware-wise, Ray? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you're you're probably a bit better versed at uh, hardware than I am. I mean, I love form factors is probably what I'm better with. Like, I love the way the S looks, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, my end game, of course, is to upgrade to the X because I have quite a lot of XCOM three XCOM three sixty. I'm XCOM <laughs> on the brain, man. Yeah, a lot of Xbox three sixty games, uh, like a ton, and there's loads more that I still want to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't justify getting rid of my back catalog library or not playing them again. And I really don't want to have loads of consoles out there. Maybe by the time I pick up the X, there might be a white edition, which could be pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, but my experience with the S, like, yeah, I like the way it is. I like the simplicity of it. It is just a box with a massive black fan on the top. Kind of looks like a speaker when you stand up on the side. Uh, the controller, I love the controller's grip at the back. I really like the concave analog sticks. Really like them. Uh, to the point, like, I actually, on my uh, PlayStation controller, I actually have replaceable, like, they're like little grips that you stick on the top of the thumbsticks. Um, that are actually concave as well. I like the raised start and options button, um, mm. which is a big thing I hate about the PlayStation controller, the fact that those buttons aren't raised because sometimes I find myself trying to press pause for a photo mode at the exact right time and I can't click it because it's at the same height as the rest of the controller. Uh, the vibration technology, I've noticed it. It is quite unique. Like It's definitely, I'd say, nowhere near the haptic feedback that's going to be on the PlayStation controller. Mm. But I have noticed a couple of games where I'm playing like, oh, this vibration feels a lot different than what I'm used to. Yeah, they um, didn't use it enough in the last generation because I think they had the same kind of, you know, triggers and, you know, uh, motion technology or rumble technology, sorry, mm-hmm. inside the triggers in the Xbox One. They, they used it very well in the likes of Forza and those kind of first party games, but mm-hmm. they never really made huge use of it. And yeah. I guess that's down to developers as well because they never really use it either. Yeah, and I mean, like that—that's a big talking point. Like we can talk about when we actually have the PlayStation hand about how many third-party developers are going to carry across 
haptic feedback or even bother developing it if they have to do haptic feedback for Sony and just normal rumble for Xbox. Mm. Um, I'm loving the fact that most of the H or HDMI or no, bleh, sorry, not HDMI, the um, USB ports and all that are at the back of the console. Uh, that was a very annoying point of the PlayStation 4, the fact that the H, sorry, not the H, the USB ports are at the front. So like if I wanted to plug something in, it just like, sits there at the front and it looks horrendously uh, aesthetically unpleasing um yeah i mean i'm pretty pretty happy with it obviously i don't have the same issue which we'll touch on next with yourself uh, as in i can't have it but who knows what the feature holds clive what about you <laughs> issues i'll tell you what, i'll tell you what before we get into the issues i'll just quickly touch on accessories so i mentioned mm. the controller you know it's a more refined version of the xbox one controller which is great elite style d-pad which i like because it's very tactile the very d-pad clicky. yeah i love the fact it's you know slightly lighter than mm. the original xbox one controller which is great uh my old my old xbox one controllers work with the console as well which is absolutely that's what i was actually going to ask you so uh xbox one controllers um just because i might have a friend kind of when the restrictions lift up might be visiting and you can just literally just use them the same as the xbox one controllers yeah the or, xbox- sorry the xbox series controller yeah so the xbox one controller will work just like your xbox series controller I well, guess the only difference would be no share button. Now, you can still, you know, do share stuff by, you know, mm, clicking certain awesome. buttons. But yeah, they work absolutely brilliantly. Like, so they're kind of all your devices go with you in terms of, you know, the X, the official Xbox One accessories, which was brilliant. So, yes, your Xbox One controllers will work with the Xbox series of consoles, which is, is such a consumer friendly move, which I that's love. that's really cool. Like, that's really handy, especially like because I was thinking damn will i pick up a second controller i'm like uh, i think i'd sooner want a second controller for the playstation because my the whole point i would have a second controller is i, I don't normally have like friends over to play all that too often uh, especially because the pandemic mm. so like the whole point of having a second controller now is like well the battery goes in one i can pick up the other exactly, not yeah. really a problem with the xbox because double a's yeah. but with the playstation because the battery's built inside the controller unless you want a USB-C cable treading across the ground you're just gonna have to dock it somewhere true yeah and that's a disappointing thing about the the ps5 where the ps4 controller will only work with you know the, the ps4 games as far as i'm aware it won't actually work mm. with any ps5 games which which i get because the haptic feedback and so on and but apparently the ps5 controller works with the ps3 it does indeed yeah which i wish is on that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so weird but yeah, I mean, the the fact the accessories come with it, and the, which is great, especially if, you know, a lot of people have, you know, put a lot of money down on the likes of the Elite series of controllers, like the Xbox mm-hmm. Elite controllers, and all those who have all these special editions, Cyberpunk or Gears of War controllers, yeah. they can just bring forward with them. I loved the fact I was just able to plug and play with my hard drive, which I used on my Xbox One, so all my digital library came with me, literally set up the console, plugged in my hard drive, there was all my games absolutely brilliant messing around i was able to play xbox one games from the hard drive no issues whatsoever okay unlike the ps5 you can actually transfer your xbox series x games to and from a hard drive an external hard drive Mm. now you'll obviously still need to play the optimized games directly from the internal ssd but if you want to free up some space you can just take an xbox series x game put it onto your external hard drive and then install a new one no problem whatsoever yeah the ps5 for some odd reason does not allow that right now i'm sure they will with a future update mm. but the fact that microsoft actually thought of all this kind of stuff yeah, from the get absolutely brilliant now do you have anything you want to talk into or do you want me to just get into my issues <laughs> get into it clive get into it i'm good okay so bit of rant time for clive i have had disk drive issues with the xbox series x now oh my god no way <laughs> <laughs> been building it up all show ray uh so yes we touched on the article earlier on on comicbook.com where a lot of users were saying you know their their disk drives were actually faulty you know making some weird sounds some were not even allowing games to be inserted inside which is mad but yeah disk drive so turned on the console everything else i played a few digital games i was like jesus christ this console is so quiet got my assassin's creed valhalla disc Mm-hmm. popped it into the console and then it just sounded like a normal blu-ray starting up you know the kind yeah. of yeah, exactly yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like like a really really 
bad kind of grinding noise coming from the console. I didn't know if it was vibration or what was happening. I wasn't sure if it was the fan. And then as I listened closer to it, it came from the disk drive. So it was obviously the disk drive that was having the issue. Now, the strange thing is it's fine when it's in horizontal mode. Like it sounds absolutely perfect Mm. when it's in horizontal mode, but when it's in vertical, it just sounds so loud and it sounds, you're almost kind of worried that the disc might scratch. It just sounds that bad. Yeah. Yeah. The strange thing was I did a little test and while the disc was spinning, I lifted up the console slightly just to see, could it be a vibration thing? And then the noise just stopped as soon as I popped it back down the noise was back. So I'm not entirely sure if it's the disk drive or if it's vibration or if there's something loose. loose. Yeah, like I was just thinking maybe like if it's if you think about the weight of the disk drive, so I'm just thinking when it's in horizontal mode, the disk drive, the gravity is obviously pulling it down. Maybe when it's in vertical, it's kind of slowly sitting off a screw or maybe one of the screws is just a tiny bit not tightened. Now, I did see a YouTube video or an article or something like that online. I saw a picture where you now someone heard rattling inside their Xbox Series X. Yeah. They tipped it out and like a torque screw fell out of the top. <laughs> I saw that actually. After your suggestion, I actually did that as well. I tipped over my console. No screw popped out or anything like that. I can't hear any shaking. So yeah, it's bad. So I reached out to Twitter because I wasn't sure. Is this normal? Should it be sounding like this? No, it's only when you're installing a disc. Hmm. Um, after that, it's absolutely fine because. So think- when you were like when you installed Valhalla and and when you obviously you needed this to play the game, so when you put the disc into play, it's not causing any noise then. No. So when you have Assassin's, just say you have an Xbox game. So I had Assassin's Creed Valhalla popped in the disc, and what it'll do is it'll spin slightly for a couple of minutes, you know, just to read the and disc and make sure that exactly, yeah. And then it just stops after that, which is brilliant because then you don't hear it. It's just like playing a digital game. Yeah, it was just odd that it's only happening when you install games. And like I've reached out to Twitter with the issue because I wasn't sure if it was normal. I (laughs) tweeted out to uh, Ryan McCaffrey on um, who works at IGN. He's also the host of IGN podcast Unlocked. And like I just said, look, is this this normal? Like it happens when I install Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla seemed to be fine. Like it was just loud for the the first part because there's only 900 megs uh, on the disc for the Xbox Series X, which is just like a verification thing. And then you install the Xbox Series X version. Mm because it's smart delivery, but I think the disc itself has the Xbox One version on it, so I'm not entirely sure that the full ins and outs of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. then a bunch of people came back to me and saying, Jesus, no, mine sounds like that, or, you know, I don't think it should be doing that, and so on. And it's gained a lot of traction, the tweet. But then a couple of Xbox employees reached out to me. I think one was like a software engineer and everything else, and said, you know, basically, it's that kind of issue is not to be expected, so... You know, DM me and then we can help sort this out. Yep. They have been absolutely amazing. You know, they sorted me out pretty quickly. They'll be sorting me out with an advanced exchange unit option, which means they will ship me out a console first. Cool. It'll come in a box. And then what I do is I take the console out of the box. I put my own mm. console, sorry, the console I want it, the faulty console into that box, ship it off via prepaid label. I think it's UPS or something like that yeah, they yeah, use. Yeah. And they'll basically just take the console back. But I get to keep that new console, which is great. Um, cool. The only thing is they put like a, a charge on your credit card, like a holding charge, just in yeah, case yeah. they don't get their console back, which yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. get. It's just the cost of the console plus shipping costs and so on. You know, the amount of people who seem to be having this issue as per, you know, the online articles and so on, it's mm. just, uh, you know, very surprising. It's, it's surprising considering the packaging inside the Xbox Series X. Like I touched on the yeah. foam and else. And it is probably the best packaged console experience mm. I've ever seen. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. like with the volume that's being manufactured, there's it's to be expected. I mean, like, there, mm. like I can't remember what the rule is when it comes to manufacturing. Like, there's a certain percentage expectation where there's going to be faulty units because of either the machine didn't drill it in at the right speed or it was a timing belt issue in the factory. Um, there's always going to be issues. Mm. Uh, so I would be very interested to see what percentage of the early adopted consoles share this issue mm. like i know we, we might know a bit better a few weeks and months down the road um yeah. 
But yeah, it's just very, very surprising because, uh, like I said before, it's the same Blu-ray disc drive that's in the Xbox One S and the Xbox mm. One X as well, as far as I'm aware. So never had problems with that. And actually, this is the only console at launch I've ever had an issue with. Like, usually I try and get consoles at launch. And funnily enough, I never had Red Ring of Death issues with the Xbox 360 and so on. I never oh, had... Probably you. You've been lucky for too long. <laughs> oh, I've never had the Yellow Light of Death, wasn't it, for the PS4 yeah, 3? Um, so, yeah, it's just very surprising. But I get it. It happens. It was bound to happen at some stage anyway. But... Mm. Um, yeah, just very surprising it's happened to kind of two consoles that have kind of seen my possession anyway. Yeah. So it's like... Touch wood, it doesn't happen with the PlayStation. Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> touch wood. Uh, anything else you want to touch on, Ray? Um, Nothing much. I mean, just uh, to sum it up, I'm really looking forward to getting my PlayStation finally. Um, I've actually heard one or two funny stories of certain people who had ordered the digital edition of the PlayStation and okay. ended up getting the disc version Funny enough, yes, but in, in the right, digital yeah. edition box. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, 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 I'm sure I'll dig up the story maybe for the next time we're doing a podcast. But um, apparently, there's rumors that Sony's sales of the all digital edition were way higher than they expected, and they hadn't been selling as many disc versions as they thought. Right. So in instances where they're sold out of the digital editions only, there's rumors that they're basically in the factory going put the disc version in there we'll take the hit just to get people their consoles um there was one guy i think it was on the kind of funny games games podcast where there's a guy saying like no i ordered the digital edition it came in a digital box i I opened it and it was the disc version yeah which is bizarre to say the least but it was in the digital box though was it yeah yeah yeah. it was in the black black uh, ps5 digital box no i mean if that is what they're doing fair play but let's just hope it's not happening the other way around as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I would be pissed oh, if I received, really received a digital edition PlayStation, considering I've got the two games that I want to play well, last thing, on imagine, my shelf. Imagine you bought like 10 PS5 games. I know there's not 10, but anyway, just imagine you bought 10 <laughs> PS5 games and you bought the disc version and all of a sudden you see a digital edition in your box. You'd be like pissed. <laughs> I'd be pissed, but you know what I would do? I would just buy the digital edition and sell my physical version. Oh God, no, no! I would, I would just get. I've, I'm, I've waited so much for this. <laughs> my Miles Morales, give me it, give me my Miles Morales. Oh God! Well, anyway, that is all the time we have for today's show. Ray, why don't you let the people know where we can find you? Well, I also host a movie and TV show podcast called Screen Seventeen with my two good friends Eddie Bolton and Rob Mullen. Um, you can find that on all the podcast services like Apple, Google, and Spotify called Screen 17 Podcast. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Screen 17 Podcast. Uh, I'm also currently, I uh, don't know if you can see Clive, I'm growing a little mustache because this is November, a.k.a. Movember, where it's a chance for men or women, if you want, um, to grow a little mustache to benefit a cancer trust of their choice um i believe they're also incorporating mental health services and suicide prevention services this month so all really good causes um i've actually hit my goal i put a very modest goal of 200 euro i've actually smashed that's gone to 220 230 already um so by all means you know you can visit my november page and donate if you feel generous anything from one euro up to whatever you want and i believe the Link is tinyurl.com forward slash Ray Movember. And Clive is nodding, so I'm assuming I got that right. I'll <laughs> put it in the show notes, so don't worry we will. about that. And here I was just thinking you're trying to look more like Tom Selleck. I, I'm, I think I'm going to eventually turn into that guy from The Tourist. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I'm always going to grow Tom Selleck, basically. <laughs> Next podcast, Clive, I'm cosplaying as the guy from The Tourist. I hope you have a Hawaiian shirt. I have something close. <laughs> uh, we'll, take, we'll take a screenshot for the for Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram using Clivysore. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast by searching SideQuest Heroes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. We're also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes, where you can follow all of our video game-related shenanigans there, post some comments, and do let us know what kind of topics you'd like us to cover in future. Now. 
The next time you'll hear us, we will both have PS5s. So you can join us on next episode where we will talk about our experiences so far with the PS5. I have been Clive Cookson. And I've been Ray Hogg. We have been your side quest heroes. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Oh!